happy, happy birthday. May all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. Hey. Yay. Welcome back, everyone. It hey. is Mr. Chad Day's birthday today. Oh, boy. Yep, I am 39 plus. Welcome. 40. Thank you very much. Four zero. <laughs> I guess I can't yeah, really well. welcome you into it, because I'm not into that club yet, but welcome to the 40s club. Uh, it feels weird. I don't like it. But uh, thank you for getting up early with me. It's the first time we've got up early to do one of these podcasts. It is 6 o'clock. Um, we woke up at 5.30 to do this, so... Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. Glad to have you back on birthday. Do you feel different? Really? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I don't know. It is weird saying I'm 40 for sure. Because like I've said before, when I was Sophie's age and I would see 40 year olds, I'd be like, man, those guys are grandpas. No, I don't feel like a grandpa. <laughs> I remember when my parents <laughs> turned 40 and I thought that was old. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you say that, but um, maybe things have changed. And maybe it's just because I'm your dad and you don't think of me as old because I'm still out there and about with you. And um, We're not in wheelchairs yet. Yet. Thank goodness. <gasps> but anyway, yeah, I'm Chad. I'm your host. Hi. And then you heard the lovely Mrs. Day. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, actually, for 6 a.m. Got some coffee in hand, so that's helpful. And we also have one of our daughters. We got Sophie here. How are you, kiddo? I'm doing good. Doing good. So today we are going to talk about what is the right age that you should take your child to Universal Studios Hollywood. I've. That's <laughs> interesting you say that. I was actually just having a conversation with somebody yesterday about this because um, they were talking about maybe possibly wanting to go. So... It's it's really a matter of opinion, I think. So well, yeah, it's, well, it's interesting that you we, bring that up. This is something that I've heard on other podcasts before, and it's a discussion that Paul and I have had many, many times. We'll, and yeah, you're right. It's going to be different for everybody. It will be interesting. And um, I told Paula before this that I might play a little devil's advocate, but after doing some research about Universal Studios mm -hmm. Hollywood, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to have to do devil's advocate. But what's that? So that is where you like a lot of times. Me and your mom may agree on the same thing, but just for making an argument out of it, I will try to persuade her with some different facts or arguments that might change her mind. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I tend to do that a lot, and it really makes your mom mad. So she that's why so his much, little nick nickname is Diablillo or Diablito, and like the emoji on the iPhone is like the smiling little devil. Oh his little gosh. devil's advocate. All right, but before we dive into that, we'll we'll get through a few things here. Not not a lot going on in the parks, other than of course Super Nintendo World is still crazy and awesome, but. Um, one thing that Sophie's going to read for you. Congratulations to Universal Creative for being awarded three Thea Awards on behalf on the global teams who contributed to the following projects. Outstanding Achievement, Theme Park for Universal Studios Beijing. Outstanding Achievement, Attraction for Jurassic World Adventure. Um, outstanding Achievement, live event for How to Change Your Dragon, Untrainable. These awards represent creativity at the highest level, unparalleled dedication, and global collaboration throughout a pandemic. 
We are so proud of all teams, incredible vendors, and partners who played any role in these outstanding projects. Yeah, so the Thea Awards are the Themed Entertainment Awards. So I thought that was pretty cool. I can't wait to see the uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Like roller Epic. coaster or whatever that is. This was the live event for Untrainable, so that's their live show. Mm, and, uh, and of oh, course, cool. attraction, Jurassic World Adventure. Yeah, that one was awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was something worthy of talking about. Um, so let's get back to Super Nintendo world but let's talk about the movie a little bit now this is some stats from last weekend's results and sophie you want to read this right here for us yes the super mario bros movie scored the best second weekend ever for an animated movie in north america theaters with 87 million in ticket sales according to the studio estimates sunday the family friendly Friendly Universal release stop, dropped a slim 41% from its record-making opening weekend. With $94 million from international showings, Mario's global total now stands at a staggering $678 million, surpassing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumana, ma- Quantumania. Quantumania. I forgot how to say that. <laughs> to become biggest film of 2023 in just two weekends. Mario faced little major competition this weekend, even with a... That's good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, obviously the movie's still doing good. Um, we're ready to see it again. But here's my thinking. I heard this from somebody else, so I can't take credit for this, but... This makes me think where this movie franchise could go. So you've seen like Marvel and just one movie, Iron Man, how everything was created in the Marvel universe after that. What if this could start something with Universal and the Mario world to where they have oh. spinoff movies? Oh, yeah, the they characters. could 100% do that. That'd be cool. There's I mean, no this, question yeah, about this it. This could be something that could last for years and years. They could do mm-hmm. all sorts of Donkey Kong or Princess or Toad movies. Mm-hmm. Focus could, more on each of their lives or each individual. Yeah. They, I think that'd be cool. Um, even like the Mario movie, if they reset it for like Peach Peach's perspective almost instead of Mario's, that'd kind of be cool. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. Yep. And they could do backstories when Mario and Luigi were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess up. they kind of did do that, but they could go more into that. Mm-hmm. When the little. <laughs> and then one more thing that I that I found that I thought was a little interesting. So the other thing I kind of saw that just kind of going through social media and stuff in Universal Beijing, they cracked down on photographers in the park. So I guess there was such a problem of professional photographers that would go. And they would go into the parks with people and they would line them up and take pictures. And sometimes they did it for weddings and stuff too. You know, people right before they got married, they'd go with their, all their gear on and, you know, they'd have a professional photographer taking pictures. Well, they banned that in Universal Beijing. So it got me wondering if this is something that's going to trickle down. And that's tricky because how do you know if someone's a professional photographer or how do you know if they just have a really nice camera? True. You don't. So people they would take pay for first. tickets just to go into the park? 
to take photos. Yep, and then they'd have their like their own private um, photographer. photographer. That's I oh. I don't really understand. I don't get that. Why so would you pay, pay the, money? the park ticket? To go in just to have your wedding photos taken. Well, I mean, it's not just wedding. It could be anything. It could be a graduation photo or anything like that. I mean, it's a You do a that cool... and then you leave. Well, not necessarily, no. You could still use your If I'm ticket, wearing my but... wedding dress, I'm not going to go... I mean, I, that that seems... I, I mean... Like I said, it's not just anything's possible, to I guess. weddings, it's just... but it's just they banned photo- professional photographers. Hmm. And I kind of see this as... I think this is maybe going to happen in the future with not just photographers, but vloggers also in the park. Not being able to. Yeah. I just wonder if that's something that's going to happen. I've heard things Disney wanting to do that too. Maybe they have done that in certain parks to where they're not allowing people to be like in the, in the queues and the rides. Is there a certain reason? Is it just because like, um, well then they post it online and then you can see what it's like. Well, that too, but I mean, think about this, Sophie, like in the vlogger world, you know, you have someone say you're in a queue and you're enjoying the queue and you have, and I, and I have no problem with vloggers. I love it. I think it's great. YouTubers. I mean, we're a podcast, so I'm all for people, um, doing whatever you want to do that makes you happy and also creating content. I think it's spectacular, but the thing is, what if you were say, in the Hogwarts queue and you're inside and you're taking it all in and then you have someone on their camera and they're recording and they're talking real loud or you're on the Hogwarts Express in Orlando and they're doing the same thing. Like there are times where it could be a little problematic, a little little annoying, I think. Yeah. I mean it could just disturb people too. And I mean, yeah, I get that, but you could easily just let them go on their merry way and continue doing what they're doing and just wait a few minutes to continue. I mean, I get like, if you're on the express, the Hogwarts express, obviously you're kind of like stuck in there. But I mean, I think that the vloggers should be respectful of other people and just be like, Hey, I'm doing this video. Do you mind if I do it or, you know, and, and if you're not, then just simply say, yeah, I'd rather you not, you know, and uh, just communicate. Like, I don't know. That's interesting. That, that's gonna, that's really hard with uh, like technology these days. I feel like because we all have phones that you can just record. So how are right, they that's, going to that's tell what's right there. what your intentions are or not? You might just be, you know, yeah, Bob lot- Smith on vacation wanting to take video of your family <laughs> and yourself. Right. So. I'm sure there are still people that take cameras. Um, we haven't had a camera in a long time, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be tough. But I will say, it is kind of annoying to me whenever someone is taking a picture and like they're using up a large area to do it. And then you feel awkward because you don't want to walk in front of them. But it's a theme park where there's thousands of people. It's one of those things I'm not real fond of myself. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's happened a few times, but... I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I've never thought that it would be such a problem that they would consider doing something like that. Yeah, I didn't. Wh- do you know why it matters to them? I, I don't know, but I, I know when you're talking anything overseas, they seem to crack down on stuff and, and be a little irritated and mad and want to have more of a authority than it seems like we have here in the States. But anyway... 
Okay, when is the right age to take your kids to Universal Studios Hollywood? Now, this is uh, let's let's talk about one little story that we did. So, Sophie, I think was three, no, three or four, and then Olivia was like two or three, three or four. So oh, they, they were, were three and four. They they were three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first time. Uh, a story that we have is so Sophie was four and Olivia was three, and that was the first time that we took them to. We actually did a, a dual trip. We did Disneyland and Universal Studios, and this is back when we didn't do a lot of research or anything like that. By and, we, um, he means him because yeah, he I still does all the research, not well, me. Well, I wasn't as into it. Um, but, you know, long story short, we went to Disneyland and um, didn't have the best of time. I think there was a little bit of difference in height, which made us kind of want to separate. Well, not want to separate. I I felt it best to separate so that Sophie was able to do some of the stuff she wanted to do. And and then um, that turned into a whole different conversation of where, <laughs> you know, what happens if you're up like us, where there's four of us and you have a difference in your two kids ages and heights. And I think that's one factor because we did have to separate. Um, Well, and the thing is our girl, I did not have that mindset going into it. I had the mindset of, okay, we're a family of four. This is our family vacation. We want to do all the things together. I didn't think that we would split up at all because we wanted to experience it all together. Yeah. But if you're not, and sorry, no, you're fine. But so, if you're not, like, tall enough, then and the other person is, it's kind of hard because then you have to separate more. And if you want to be together, then you probably want to be, like, um, I'd say 48 inches, like, because that's what most of the rides are. Right. So going into it, you know, had the mindset that we're all doing this together. The girls, to give you an idea, they're pretty close in age, so... Again, didn't think it would be that big of an issue. They're 19 months apart. And uh, yeah, it was, it really showed their age difference being there in the park because, like Sophie was saying, she was a little bit taller. She was wanting to do certain things. And then Olivia was wanting to do her own things too. So um, we finally came to the conclusion that we needed to split up. And that was, it ended up being a lot better than I expected because then we each had some one-on-one time with our kids um, and it ended up working out fine. But still, it was just not what I was expecting at all. I think that's something to embrace, though. If you're the parents that are like, we're never splitting up, some of our last podcasts, we've talked about this before and how it can turn into a really fun thing. You know, you, you may oh, think I don't, you may think I don't want to split up the family, but sometimes there's one family member that's tired and just wants to stay back and that's cool and mm-hmm. you should embrace it. And even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a mom and the dad wants to just kind of rest and you have two more kids, take your two kids into the park and the dad can go back and sleep. And I guarantee you're going to have a fun time. Yeah, it's just being open, mm-hmm. open-minded and not necessarily having you know, like a, a full, full on game plan. I mean, it's good to be prepared and everything, but just have yeah. an open mind mm-hmm. and be willing to do, to be flexible and do things like that. Um, cause it can make it more enjoyable for sure. Yeah. Cause we split, we split up in, or we didn't split up in, uh, um, well, Universal Studios Hollywood the well, last time we went really. Well, 
Unless it was like a bathroom break and someone had to go to the bathroom. Well, Olivia no. and I went back to the hotel. Yeah, me um, and you stayed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I was thinking Orlando. We split up a lot more yeah. too. Well, we were there a lot longer, but you it's know that I first could ride trip, some more of the rides than Olivia. Still. But back to that first trip when we went to Universal Studios Hollywood, we had a really great time. But something to think about too, and I know there's going to be blowback from this. I've heard it before. Is Hey, Sophie, do you remember that first trip that we took? To I was Universal just going to say, no, I do not remember. <laughs> so that is I one remember factor. the teacup, though. The spinning teacup. Oh, good. <laughs> There's one memory. See, it was worth it. You remember, well, that's not Universal, though. So That's okay. <laughs> um so that, that's one thing to say. Now, I know there's a lot of people that'll say, and I was thinking about this, and I think I might be one of those people now. Yes, it is true. And I've always had this argument, well, they couldn't even remember it. But we did a lot of stuff before the girls could remember stuff. I mean, technically, you don't start remembering stuff till you're like five. That doesn't mean that we don't, we're not going to go to the parks, mm-hmm. and we're not going to... I mean, like a park in your house, not just an, a theme park. It doesn't mean we're not going to watch movies together. They don't remember any of those things either. That's true. I mean, it's just a full-on experience, you know, for for the family. I think that I think that it kind of gives you an idea of what it could be like and I don't know, even though they might not fully remember everything, I think that their reaction to all of it for us as parents is pretty rewarding because I remember they were so excited. Uh, they were, we, I should pull up some of those pictures and post them. They were just so little and tiny and looking back at those pictures. It just, it makes me happy and brings back great memories. I'm remembering pictures from in our house and I'm picturing Olivia walking with you. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of you girls wearing a, a Disney, t- Disney t-shirts and your mini ears. And, oh, we still um, have those mini ears somewhere, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we so, bought a lot of stuff from that so trip yeah, that we don't have anymore. So yeah, even if your kids won't make, won't remember, I think it's worth worth a shot to make the memories. Just don't expect for them to be able to ride all of the rides. But isn't that so, funny? Because I know when we first got back from that trip, that was very stressful for us. In the moment, I don't think we had a very good time. We had a good time at Universal. Well, we made a couple Disney bad decisions. Really, really we decided tough. not to take a stroller or two for whatever reason. Yeah. We thought our kids were old enough and they were going to be just fine. And That's true. Probably not. That was a really bad decision because at caring. three and four, you're going to get tired and you're not going to be able to last all day. I don't think I could walk if I'm a four-year-old for your mom the whole day. Your mom can't even I make can't, it all day. I was going to say, I can't even make it all day. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have brought two strollers, one for you and one for me and Olivia. Anyways, it's it's definitely helpful when you do your research going into it and just hearing other experiences. So that's kind of what our hope is to be able to share our experience with with everyone and just kind of give you some something to go off of. But all to their own, you know, everyone can has different experiences and uh, different likes and wants and everything. So but don't you think the height comes into play at some point? Okay, so what do you think the height should be? Because Sophie said 48 inches. Is that sentiment that you I agree with? F- like 50, 48 to 50 inches okay. at least. All right, Mrs. Day, what do you think? We've had this conversation before. I mean, it's great if they can be 48 inches. I think even 36 inches is... So Paul and I have said this a lot. 48 inches is the, is the magic key. Mm-hmm. 
So then I started looking up all the line, all the all the rides and attractions that there are, and here's some of the um, height requirements. So you've got Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, forty inches. Oh. You've got the Kung Fu advan- uh, Kung Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> Kung Fu Fan Panda. <laughs> it's like Google those trying- Pan. <laughs> It's not culture appropriate to uh, <laughs> for oh me to gosh. act like a Chinese person, I guess. But Kung Fu Panda Adventure, obviously no height. Things, other things, you've got Ollivander's experience. Mm-hmm. There is the Dino Play area. We didn't go in right beside Jurassic World, but you can't be over forty-eight inches to be in that one. Oh well, then I wouldn't be able to ride that. <laughs> you've got the area. Studio Tour. You've got the Super Silly Fun Land. You can't be over 48 inches for that. Um, then you get into, you've got Revenge of the Mummy. You do have to be 48 inches for that. But Jurassic World, 42 inches. Transformers, really? 40 inches. Can I just say something? Yeah. That's kind of surprising for me that Jurassic World is 42 inches. Because last time, Olivia... Almost fell out. <laughs> almost fell out. And, and she is like... 49? She was eight when we went. And she was like... Uh, forty nine ish inches, and she was with like the bar wasn't all the way up because she was with um like a bit of bigger guys with her, and she almost fell out going down the drop. So I'm surprised it's forty two inches. But that's the problem with that ride. It has nothing to do with how tall you are. It's that bar. That bar is a one single bar that will only come as far as the biggest person. And in my opinion, I think what they should do with that ride is they should have single bars for each person that they can pull down. It would make that more enjoyable for younger kids. Yeah, because otherwise you're like holding on to the pole to make sure you don't fall out. Well, and she happened to be on the edge that time. Yeah, she wasn't even in the middle. So Yeah, but even for me... Even for me, I'm never the biggest guy on that ride, yeah, but you could and the bar does least, not like, come to me. Hang on a little bit better. You're gonna hang on, and, <laughs> and it's not. We're not talking about a crazy ride. It's a boat ride, but you know, I just think that they they could do something like what is on Revenge of the Mummy, to where you just have a bar, your own personalized bar. I, maybe, I, 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 I guess agree the only, with you. I guess the only reason they don't yeah. do it is maybe you would lose one spot one rider if they had to do that because of the the width of those bars but i just think that that would be a problem solved but apparently it's not a problem for them because they haven't done anything about it i guess i mean i mean that'd be hard to just like they'd have to like put jurassic world on hold to get the new bars no they wouldn't because they're not running all those boats same time you know you take one boat off they have those other tracks you take one boat off to the side and you start to work on it and then you put it back in play and And, i mean i'm sure they could probably do this in a timely manner because they they are professionals they do this stuff all the time that's how they that's how they do it sophie they're not running on all these rides they're not running all the cars if you know have you ever noticed like other tracks that go off to the right yeah. On any of these rides. Well, that's why, because they need to fix those cars. Sometime. I haven't noticed that. I think we. I think you need to show me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need to go back then. <laughs> Next time we're there. Um, Flight of the Hippogriff is 39 inches. So that was the ride that first trip that Sophie wanted to ride over and over and over again. So, no. So, oh, yes, you did. Oh, wait, when? The very oh. first, our very first trip. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, Olivia, no, I hate Olivia, that what? Well, now you don't like it, but that is one ride if you're younger that I would be really fun. That would be, I think, a really great 
introductory ride for a kid that has never really been on a roller coaster before, I think that that's Pretty like the short. perfect one. Mm-hmm. I was 39 inches at four years old. Yeah, you were able to go on this one. Oh, that's surprising. Um, Forbidden Journey, this one is 48 inches. But then you have Secret Life of Pets, 34 inches. The Simpsons, 40 inches. And now Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge, 40 inches. So it sounds oh. like 40 is the magic number. Maybe. So there, there really is only a few. And they are big ones. I mean, you know, you've got Revenge of the Mummy, Forbidden Journey. I guess that's really it that you have to be 48. But then, you know, Super Mario World has really, I think, changed this park in so many ways to where you think about all the interactive things that there is with the power-up vans there, aside from the ride. Um, And then you also have shows. Here's some other things to think about. You know, you've got the Dark Arts um, light show. You've got Water World. You've got meet and greets. I mean... Especially now, you've got meet and greets with Mario and Luigi, Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all the spells that you can do in the Wizarding World, too. I mean, that can take up a full day there by yourself. And then the other thing about this park, if you don't know this already, I've always I've always called this Child Swap. They call it on their site Child Switch. So oh, yeah. if you don't know about this, this is basically, this is awesome. And this is where... Universal does it way better than Disney. Everybody waits in the line together, you know, if you have a family. And even if the kid can't ride it, right before you get on the ride, there will be a room. Uh, Usually it's right before. Like on Forbidden Journey, there's a room right before you get on Jurassic. um, Actually, it was, um, I'm thinking Velocicoaster. That's a little bit different. But anyway, anyway, they have a place for you to. Yeah, they have a nice room. Sit with your child. Yeah. And then you can dad can Dad can sit with one child in the room. Right. And then mom can go with the other kid to ride. And then you come back and you switch. Uh, Dad can go on the ride and mom can sit in the room. That way you don't have to get in line all over again. Or that way you don't have to wait in line separately. You know, that way, you know, Sophie and I wanted to do it or whatever your reasoning is. I mean, even if it's height requirement, I guess if you have kids, I guess it wouldn't matter what the reason is, right? I mean, it's mainly for height requirement, but. Yeah, um, and, and like at Harry Potter, they've got, or on the Forbidden Journey, they've got Harry Potter on in there. Um, so these are nice rooms that are fun. And I think that's a great well, thing. Well, I wouldn't say they're fun rooms, but it's just a room well, to hold you so any, you don't have to hey, listen, go any room out. that has Harry Potter on the TV <laughs> is fun for me. <laughs> that way you don't have to go stand in line all over again. I think it's a brilliant idea. Brilliant. The last thing to think about when you're trying to determine this is the other thing is there's city walk. And I know that's not in the park, but I consider it part of the park. I, you know, if you want to go there too, because there's plenty of food options and and that's the other thing in inside the parks and at city walk, there's plenty of dining options. There's plenty of shopping that you can do. I, I had a, I've always had this, you know, solid answer that you should not bring your kids, A, if they can't remember, (laughs) and B, if they're not 48 inches. But now you disagree. I do. After looking at all this, it it would be a bummer not to be able to go on Forbidden Journey, which is, as I've said before, my favorite ride, Revenge of the Mummy also. But man, there's still plenty to do (laughs) at this park. 
that I think, could be an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. So you're saying there is no minimum age. Or do you have an opinion of what the minimum age is? I still would not take be. a baby. No, I <laughs> still say 48. I still say 48. You think you should be 48 inches before you go in? Well, I guess you could be like 40 So you don't but... think, well, I guess Olivia's that tall now. Okay, so, so knowing what you know now, say you were 42 inches and able to experience all of those rides, you wouldn't want to go? You still wouldn't want us to take you? No, I would still want to go. See? <laughs> but so. I'd rather be 48. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would all rather meet the requirements. But if we're... Yeah, I f- guess 42 would be fine. But you'd still have a pretty darn good time mm-hmm. if you're 42 inches, able to ride everything that's there, see the shows. Except experience. the Forbidden Journey and the other one. Yeah. Right. I mean, or even if you have some friends or, or cousins, you know, that we want to take, you know, and, and go. And if they're not quite tall enough, don't you think you'd still have a good time with them and being able to show them and just seeing their reaction and how excited they are to be there? And yeah. Don't you think it could still be enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I persuaded you? Well, Yes, I don't. I, I think it's helpful, most definitely. But I do agree with what you're saying that that you could make an exception for sure for not being 48 inches, like just what I said to Sophie. Um, I do think that as parents or as the adults taking the kids, you have to take into consideration how much work you're willing to put into it because it's it can be a lot. Um, depending on how many kids to parents there are. Luckily for us, we have one one kid to pa- one parent, so it works out really well. I mean, uh, but it's it's definitely a we like to make it a full day. We like to get the most out of our money, you know, and experience all the things that we can do. Yeah, we so, like to just do all out. So yeah, I mean, so of course, if you have littles, you know, like three, four, five years, six years old. Um, it's probably gonna be a little bit more work just because they require more more care, more attention. Just, mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I'm tired, but... Mommy, carry me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daddy, carry me. So, and I think it also depends. So it depends on you individually as the adult, but you also know your, probably know your kids' limits too, So, uh, but that's why going, like consider maybe having a close hotel to where like what we've done, you go and maybe around lunchtime or something or early afternoon. Okay, let's head back to the hotel, take a nap or have some pool time or rest for a little bit and then go back in a couple hours later. It's, that's actually really helpful. That's, that's helped me out tremendously. Cause I'm and like some, a child that needs some rest. What? <laughs> and sometimes when you have younger kids, they sometimes have like nap times or something. <laughs> and so you just have to take a break and go back to the hotel and then take a nap with them or just go down to the pool while the other parent watches them. You could do that. But if you have a stroller, you know, I mean, if you're tired, if, if, just like when you were a kid, if you were tired, you fell asleep just like that. So, um, well, I'm 40 now. I may want to start taking some naps too. 
I think I don't it's a good. So. I think it's a good point. Um, when you're going with younger children, spend the extra money, get a hotel that's close, definitely, so you can take those trips back and forth mm-hmm. if you have to. If you're going to be at this park for multiple days. Um, but since I'm 40, what's something that you think everybody could give me if they want to give me a birthday present? Headphones. You know, I think that they could reach out to you and get some advice on booking a vacation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What a good plug, right? I think that would be a fantastic gift because you, you said, you know, I don't want anyone to buy me gifts or anything. And this way... You know, they're getting vacation out of it. They don't have to give you anything. Yeah. And I think like I've said before, we have a lot of people that are listening from the West Coast and typically just go to Universal Studios Hollywood. We've been to Orlando each of the last two years. We've been there multiple times. For Mother's Day the last two years. It's going to be weird not being there for Mother's Day this year. Well, maybe we're going. You don't know about it. Uh. (laughs) anyway if you're looking to book a trip over there i'll give you plenty of advice we can email back and forth talk about it and try to find you the right place so that is you can email me chad day c-h-a-d-d-a-y at portkeyvacations.com dot com another way you can join our vip club so reach out reach out on facebook to us about that you get an extra podcast. Yep, you'll get an extra podcast a month. And, and extra stuff, I don't know. At the end of the year, yeah, we do a drawing for a piece of merch. One fan will get a piece of merchandise that is Daydreaming of Universal Studios Hollywood themed. That's pretty cool. Yay. So that <laughs> is our recommendations. I would say overall, I would say this park is good for anyone from 3 to 103. at 103 you better be in really good shape or have someone that is in really good shape being able to push you around in a wheelchair or you could walk and have someone supporting you if you're strong enough (laughs) i like your positivity sophie yeah i hope this helped and this is just our thoughts but it might be different for everybody else most definitely well mrs day anything else you want to say this morning to our lovely fans I just want to say thank you to everyone for continuing to listen and be a part of this community. This has been a lot of fun, even if we have to, I shouldn't say have to, we didn't have to do this. It was fun getting up early, actually. Yeah. My day's going to feel pretty productive now. Maybe this is how we should do it from now on. We'll get our brains going. Yeah. And then we think about Universal Studios all day long, I like I do I anyway. Guess I'm thinking about an airplane and going there because I hear an airplane outside. <laughs> me too. Well, and it makes it motivates me. I should go go for a run or go exercise so that way I can build my stamina to go to the park. <laughs> well, that's another factor too, and that's that's another that's factor. That's no with joke, kids. people. I'm saying you should definitely build your stamina if you're going to the park. You will be mm. getting twenty five to thirty thousand steps in a day. No joke. Yeah, you want to be in good shape for that. So, anyways, any, on any that last, note, any last words, Sophie Day? Happy birthday and bye bye. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. You could listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Please like our show and leave a nice review. Check out our Facebook page by searching Daydreaming of Universal Studios Hollywood and email us at daydreamingofush at gmail.com. Thank you.